Hi, I'm Nyla Boodoo, and welcome to Axios Recap, where we dig into one big story. It's Monday, October 18th, and today we're focusing on the history of newspapers and its role in racist violence. Today marks the beginning of an ambitious student journalism project that's had students at universities going through reams and reams of newspapers from Reconstruction through the 1960s. What have they been looking for? These students have been investigating the role American newspapers played in promoting lynchings and other racist violence across a century. The project's called Printing Hate. And who better to force a reckoning of journalism's pasts than the journalists of its future? Washington Post writer Deneen Brown has been working with the students on this project. She's also an associate professor of journalism at the University of Maryland, and her reporting on the 1921 Tulsa massacre inspired the project. In a moment, Deneen Brown on printing hate and why it matters. And we're joined now by Washington Post writer Deneen Brown, whose coverage of the 1921 Tulsa massacre was the inspiration for the project called Printing Hate. Hi, Deneen. Thank you. It's great to be here. Can you start by telling us how you understand the scope and goals of this reporting project? This project was inspired by my reporting, particularly about the 1921 Tulsa race massacre. That massacre was sparked by a headline that ran in the Tulsa Tribune on May 31st, 1921, that said, Nab Negro for Attacking Girl in an Elevator. After that headline ran in the Tulsa Tribune, again in 1921, historians say it essentially sent a whistle call to members of the Klan and members of the white mob in Tulsa to descend on the courthouse to essentially lynch Dick Rowland, the Black teenager who was arrested and falsely accused of this attack. In my reporting on Tulsa, I just, I kept thinking, how many other headlines are out there that sparked lynchings and racial terror massacres of Black Americans. Just how deep and how wide is this in history? So I remember during the June 2020, when protests erupted across the world and across the country after the killing of George Floyd by a Minneapolis police officer, I remember just mentioning this idea in a meeting at the College of Journalism. Later, the dean decided that they would launch the project. There are more than 58 students who were working on this project. The data editor at the University of Maryland's Howard Center for Investigative Journalism actually created an original database pulling historic headlines from hundreds of newspapers across the country. And then we had teams of students examining these headlines, like they were literally reading through reams and reams and reams of these newspapers to find headlines that were racist, headlines that incited lynchings. How long did this go on for, and how much was this part of American newspapers? We examined newspapers from 1865 to 1965. It was hundreds, literally hundreds of newspapers, not only small-town local newspapers, but big mainstream newspapers that ran these headlines. They also ran cartoons. So the scope literally is hundreds of newspapers across the country, not just the South, but the North. A lot of people blame racial terror on the South, but this happened in the North as well. Do you think that Americans are aware of 
this history of not just lynching, but how it was just sort of like this thing that was reported on in the newspapers as an everyday, as a news event? So I think people in America are just literally just finding out about these racial terror lynchings and massacres. They were literally whitewashed out of history books. And then as an added component to that, people are not aware of the role that newspapers played in inciting these white mobs. So newspapers literally, on some occasions, would announce the time, date, and place that a lynching would occur or announce a time, date, and place for a white mob to meet to participate in a massacre. So I do not know how many people actually know this history of the role of U.S. newspapers in inciting racial terror, lynchings, and massacres. Do we know how much Black newspapers at the time provided a counter-narrative or a different picture? Yeah, so the Black press was courageous in, in trying to pursue the truth of what was happening in these towns and cities. There were courageous reporters. Walter White of the NAACP, he acted as a reporter, and he would go into the South and investigate what was happening and then write uh, really uh, detailed accounts of what happened during these lynchings and massacres. So the Black press really, as you said, acted as a counterpoint to many of the white-owned newspapers. The Black press tried to adhere to the journalistic principles of pursuing the truth and publishing the truth and trying to get readers to wake up to what was happening across the country that led to the deaths of thousands of Black people, Black Americans. Tadine, we have seen newspapers in some instances acknowledge their role and apologize for their role in America's history and their role in provocation of a number of different racist incidents. Do you feel like with this project, you would like to see even more acknowledgement by some of the oldest newspapers in the country about how this was reported? Printing hate is being released at a time of so-called racial reckoning in newsrooms across the country. It provides kind of a comprehensive look at newspapers with the database that was designed by the Howard Center for Investigative Journalism. Readers can actually look in this database and research their own local newspapers and see what role they may have played. A few newspapers have apologized, but there are many, many more who participated in inciting lynchings and massacres of Black Americans. Given the fact that we are, as you said, in a moment where there are people who do not want these stories to be told or people who say, we know that America had a racist past. Why do we need to go over this again? Why do you think a project like this is important? If you know the history, you have a better understanding for what's happening now and how the media covers Black Americans now, there's a direct correlation between the coverage now and the coverage in the past. It's a hugely important project. It's a very important project because it attempts to add to the discourse about how media cover 
people in this country, I just say humans in this country. So it attempts to add to the discourse by providing a more comprehensive review of racist historical newspaper coverage that incited the deaths of thousands of Black Americans. I wonder what you would want readers of the project or listeners of even this conversation to take away from this. Is that it? I want them to start talking about it. I want them to read the project. I want them to see the headlines themselves. A lot of these headlines, if I read it to you, you may think, oh my God, that never happened. Like, you're not telling the truth. But if you're able to go into the database and read the headlines yourselves and these newspapers, you're actually touching history. And you see that a newspaper printed a headline like 3,000 will burn Negro or John Hartfield will be lynched by an Ellsville mob at five o'clock this afternoon. You will see the actual headline. I want the readers to look, you know, do your own research, go into history, read this history, touch the primary sources of this information, and then walk away with the knowledge knowing this is what happened in this country for more than a hundred years. What can I do now with this information? Now that I know, now that I know about the lynchings and massacres, now that I know about the role of of newspapers and citing some of these lynchings and massacres, what can I do now to add to the conversation around justice and the pursuit of justice and uh, perhaps joining that movement of becoming an anti-racist, which essentially means being actively engaged in fighting racism. Again, I'm hoping that the readers will dive into history using this database, read the headlines themselves, and then walk away with that knowledge so that they themselves can add to the conversation and do something in this pursuit of justice. As Deneen said, the project is called Printing Hate, We are going to post a link to the student stories in our show notes. They're going to be published Mondays and Thursdays through mid-December. Deneen Brown is a writer for The Washington Post and associate professor at the University of Maryland. Deneen, thank you for your time. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Welcome back. Here's what we're watching today. China in August tested a nuclear-capable hypersonic missile that surprised U.S. intelligence. And it's got us thinking about what's next for U.S.-China relations. We'll have Axios' Bethany Allen Ibrahimian on Recap tomorrow to talk us through what we need to know. And we're done. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we're back tomorrow with another Axios Recap.